What's up, y'all? This is Felix, age 29. Uh, we aren't going to do a fun fact for this week due to a couple announcements, actually. Uh, it seems I, I was combing the Twitter sphere and Reddit and Facebook to see what you guys, what format y'all liked. You know, we did the three per episode for boys and girls in the city and that seemed to go well and it seemed to have differentiated us from other terrace house podcasts so that was cool but then we also wanted to try one episode to to experiment and to see how that would go and it seems like everybody likes three episode formats so we are gonna try to keep this uh we're gonna try to stay in this it also works out because the other announcement it's pretty big, and not sure how it's going to go, but Jim, do you want to do the big announcement? Yes, so this is exciting news for the, the both of us. It's not just for me, but a part of why we're planning on going back to the three-episode format is because if all goes well, I will be moving to Japan in two and a half months. I've accepted a job there. And I just got to wait on some of the visa stuff, but I got the offer. I accept it. So that accelerates things for Tourist House a little bit because we've had numerous on and off microphone discussions between the two of us. And we really both love to do this. And hopefully our love for the project comes through in each of our episodes. And we really appreciate all the love and support, as always. But the fact is that when I do move, I'll have to get acclimated to everything and... I'll have to get used to all my surroundings and things. And so it's going to be hard to do one episode a week because that might extend it out. And on my end, at least, I know that there's going to be a lot of extra things, just the day-to-day things that you know you take for granted if you're settled in a place for a while. So as of at least the next few episodes and probably for the indefinite future... Felix will take over our editing duties. So I have... You know, so if it's bad, and there's <laughs> background noise, and I don't forgot to mute or take something out, you'll know why. Now, Felix is super competent, and I have no doubt that we're going to keep giving you the same high-quality episodes that we've been giving you. But we just want to let you know that. We felt like it was important to mention to our fans out there and people who might not love us as much just... To let you know what's going on in our lives, and I think most importantly to talk about why we're doing the format change. So a combination of all of your thoughts and some practical life issues going on with Tourist House. So thank you very much for your support, as always, and please wish me luck in the future. So yeah, uh, thanks Jim. So we hope to have your continued support throughout the show and... Hopefully we can keep doing it. Like Jim said, we really do love the show and we love hearing from you guys and, and everything. So, yeah, like that is what we've been teasing or what I've been teasing on social media for a little bit. We have a lot to get into because we got to get back in the swing of things with the three episode uh, format. So why don't we get into it?
right, folks, welcome back to Tourist House, the outsider's look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Felix, three is almost always better than one, isn't it? Yep, yep, but in this case, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Because, <laughs> because of what happened? Yeah, it's just... Uh, I was listening to our last episode, and I feel like everything that I was worried about and fearing to be the worst thing to ever happen uh, in the show and it's just coming to fruition and I don't like it so it's kind of satisfying to know that you're right but when you're right about something as painful to watch as this it really brings you no joy it's a net loss you know you'd almost rather just be totally wrong Rather than have to see what we saw in episodes five, six, and seven of Opening New Doors. Yeah, I feel it was a sign because we ended up doing a three, uh, going back into this format, and the three episodes that we got were probably the worst episodes <laughs> like ever. <laughs> so it was heavy. It was heavy stuff. So yeah, let's let's see if we still got it. Uh, I know we do. But let's see if we can stomach it. I think that's going to be the big <laughs> yeah, challenge yeah, here. Yeah, that's the bigger question. All right. So episode five of Opening New Doors, it really starts off strong. We have Mizuki and Taka at the kitchen table, which is a very famous terrace house site for all mm-hmm. seasons. And Mizuki, I feel like she's already like three beers in. Yeah, She's yeah, getting yeah, real she's loose. Definitely, she's definitely getting toasty. <laughs> she's getting real loose and... As usual, they're complaining about Yudai, and Mizuki's questioning his goals, his motives, what he's doing, and Taka's sitting there, he's not just sitting there humoring her, but he's he's trying to explain the way that he sees it a little bit, mm-hmm. right? He says, listen, everyone kind of matures at their own pace, but Mizuki is having none of that, and for me, this kind of ties into what we were talking about last episode with Mizuki about how she's this mature career woman and she has no time for someone like you die. Yeah. You know, so Taka leaves and I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought maybe he was just kind of sick of hearing Mizuki, but <laughs> he comes back in with the boys with Shion and you die and he comes back in, but then when the other two enter the kitchen, I think it's Shion who says, oh, we heard you from the hallway. So to get this image of a drunk Mizuki screaming and ranting, well, not not screaming, but ranting about Yudai. And he's in, in a living room, probably just sitting there with his head between his legs like a scared puppy would. And to hear that, you can't not go in and yeah. see what's going on at that point, right? Yeah. it It was funny because... Yeah, they said, like, we can hear you halfway down the hallway. And when they come back in, <laughs> I don't know. Why did Taka sit in the corner, literally in the corner with his laptop? Why didn't he <laughs> sit down for the conversation? I think maybe he felt like he had heard enough, you know? He was like, all right, I'll <laughs> Why is he still listen there, to then? this <laughs> drunken rambling for a while. Let me check my work emails and see what's going on in the snowboarding industry. That's a good question. Just take it to the bedroom or something. I don't know. Maybe he felt like it would have been rude to just dip, like, right away, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, I'm bringing him in here, but I should stick around. So it's not just, you know, maybe he's trying to show that he's just not there to stir anything up. 
you know, he wants to be a part of it without, as you said, actually being a part of it. Yeah. So it's the three boys and Mizuki, and she just wastes no time. She just goes in on him, and at at this point, I think she's, what, she's six in, right? I have no idea. I wasn't counting. I think maybe Taka said that. I think it was pointed out, and <laughs> that's that's wild, man. So she's going in on Yudai, talking about his values and how... <laughs> We haven't seen his best, and he says, yes, you haven't seen my best, so I'm going to show you. And she's like, what are you doing? And Yudai says, I'm studying, I'm learning about different foods and smells. And he says things that sound like they could be important, but he's not putting them into practice, which is something you have to do. Mizuki was just tearing him apart and it was it's funny because we predicted this and last episode i listened to all like our previous episodes just to get you know ready for our recording and we talked about how the best person f- to talk to for you is probably mizuki she'd probably be the best influence the best person she he can get advice from to become to reach his goal which is to become independent <laughs> and it seems that this started this started a little bit preemptively and not on definitely not on the right foot and yeah she just started going in on about how he was using his dad's credit card for high fashion items and he was just saying, what's the problem if I pay him back? And either side wasn't getting, to, you know, to the other. And it was just a, it was just an ugly scene. Did she go too far, though? That's what I wrote. I wrote, uh, she, she did. She did overstep her boundaries, I thought, at the end. When she started taking, like, like Shion said. Shion was just there, but I think Shion did the proper thing. He was there to just mediate the conversation and to make sure that to keep in line with um, keep in line with what the conversation is about, which is his like spending or like what is he doing to become independent. But then she did kind of overstep when he's just like, well, you know, why don't you cook? Or like, you know, when are you going to cook? And, you know. I, I felt like there was a there's a line where I felt that she was maybe coming at his soup. Where yeah, it I was, think so. Where it was just like, was that your best? And you can see it in Yudai's face that hit him pretty hard. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was that was harsh. But Xion brought it back. And yeah, I I I don't know. Like, what, what did you did you think she was going overboard? When she started asking him questions, I felt like that was a little overboard. Because when you're giving anyone advice, there's a difference between using the Socratic method to try to figure out a reason why someone is doing something or is not doing something. And if she had asked some questions like, why haven't you been cooking are you worried about something? Are you worried we're not going to like it? Are you worried about messing up? Are you worried about being judged? I think any of those would have been better than the sort of questions that she was asking him, saying, 
well, when are you going to do this? What's going on? What's up with your bland-ass soup? So she was coming at him in that way where I felt that it got to a point where it was no longer constructive. And because yeah. of the way she was doing it, Yudai felt like he was trapped in a corner. And he probably mm-hmm. felt like he had no choice but to defend himself and sort of give these general answers by saying things like, well, you haven't seen my all, and people have different values. But that's too broad, and it's not addressing the issues that Mizuki was trying to convey. And you could yeah. tell that she was kind of frustrated, too, because afterwards, she's standing over near the sink, and she starts crying because she's flustered. She, she's it's drunk. an out. She's drunk, right. That That's a big factor. It's this outpouring of emotion that I think maybe even she was a bit shocked at. Maybe she was a bit surprised at herself, and maybe, I'm not saying she felt remorse, but again, that outpouring of emotion, it, it, that can do a number on people. And I think she it kind of caught her off guard. Yeah, no, definitely. It, I was glad to see this, but at the same time, it was very ugly. The reason why I was glad to see it was because I believe that we were right in saying Mizuki would be a good mentor for him. Mm-hmm. Because she was clearly attacking the points of Yudai. I know it was driving him into a corner, but I th- it was definitely because she wanted to see him grow. And he, yeah. she, she was tired of this facade that he continually puts up. Yeah, and these ex- and and trying to stop him from making these excuses, and like it, one of the lines that really, I'm already done. Like it, I don't know how I'm gonna last till the end of like our of our episode of the Taurus House episode because at this point I was already done. I was already done with Udai, and it sucks because I was hopeful, and I, I think you were too, right? You were kind of hopeful that, still hopeful for him. I was, and I was also willing to chalk up all of his missteps to his inexperience because of his age. But as you mentioned before, we've talked about some of the younger house members on past seasons, looking at Rico, looking at Hikaru, and now with Yudai. You see a difference between these three 18, now 19 for Yudai year olds. And with Yudai, I'm less willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because of his age. And this seems to be a character flaw. And I'm not sure that he is going to fix that, at least in the time that he's here in the house. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's... These three episodes, we have... Every scene without Yudai was golden. Mm -hmm. I loved every single scene. And then as soon as I see Yudai on the screen, I knew it was going to be hell. Yeah. And that's depressing. Yeah. Because of how much, you know, we were you know, cheering for for him in the, our last episode. But just lines like, I'm going to pay him back in full. Uh, I, I've calculated it all. No, you didn't. There's no way that he's keeping the receipts. He didn't. He's As soon as he gets home, he he like, he or as soon as he buys it, he's like, oh, do you want a receipt? And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> and he just rips off the tags and, and just wears whatever he bought. That's just how I'm starting to see him. No, he doesn't care one bit. He really doesn't. There's, there's no... I wanted to believe him. Like, There's still like a part of me at this point wanting to believe him. But as we'll find out, it, it's... I'm, I'm done. 
So you said that there were a lot of scenes featuring him, and whenever you saw him on screen, you were kind of sort of wincing a little bit. But there were some scenes that he was featured in that weren't so bad. For example, the next scene with Yudai and Taka going snowboarding. Mainly because he wasn't talking, right? (laughs) That was an action scene, and it was nice to see Taka. It was nice to see Yudai, and we saw some of Taka's moves, and it seems like he's pretty good. I mean, I don't know much about snowboarding, but it was fun to watch. So they're snowboarding. They get back to the house, and they talk to the other housemates about how it was, and Taka said that they had a lot of fun, and Yudai agreed. Yudai seemed to have a ton of fun. He really looked up to Taka, I think, as... A mentor, at least as far as snowboarding goes. Not a life mentor, which maybe he could consider doing. So after this, we see Ami and Yudai, and they're talking. They're talking in the living room, and again, his lack of cooking is brought up. But this time it's from Ami, so from Yudai, we can expect more of a a maybe gut reaction because of his obvious infatuation. I'm not even going to say like... Because I, I, and that's not a very strong word in the first place, but I think it's such, such an undeveloped feeling that he has toward her. And not that infatuation is always undeveloped, but it's sort of very basic. He sees her and thinks that she's pretty and maybe a little bit mysterious, but I think it's very superficial as far as Yudai is concerned. So when Ami calls him out for not cooking, Yudai turns it back on her and says, you know, I don't like to be critiqued by people who don't know anything about cooking. <laughs> and that was just a weird thing to say because I'm just like, I don't know, man. I mean, you can watch a baseball game and not play baseball and say, oh, he probably should have caught that pop fly. <laughs> That's knowing a little bit about baseball. But yeah. cooking is, to me, more more known, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. than baseball because everyone eats. You know, most people probably don't like baseball in the world. So when it comes down to something as simple as I'm cooking something and it's good, people can critique that. People can comment on that. So for you guys to say that was was very arrogant. You could tell he really wasn't having any of it from Ami. It's these knee-jerk reactions that he keeps having. It's something that's misprogrammed in him. He mm-hmm. needs to be rewired. He needs to be reprogrammed. Because when anything that he doesn't like happens or is said to him, he immediately jumps back at, just like attacks back. Yeah. And that's not any way to live your life. Especially for someone trying to gain independence. There's there's always something that he can blame or that he thinks he can blame. Yeah. It's never, listen, I know I'm not doing this. That's it. I'll try harder. Like, here's a good example. Jim, let's say if we live together. Okay. And I, you're asking, like, oh, well, well, what do I want to do? Or what's my goal? And I say, I want to be the best Street Fighter player ever. Right? Mm-hmm. And you, you see me day in and day out not doing anything. And you, you I'm pretty sure you'd be well qualified to say, Hey, shouldn't you be practicing? Shouldn't you be going out to tournaments? Shouldn't you be... You don't know anything about competitive Street Fighter. You don't know anything about that. But yet, you should... You know the basics of trying to get better at something is to do it, to practice, to study it, to learn. 
I I know that the there's only limited amount of hours that the cameras are there and the producers are there to record, but we haven't seen one shot of him practicing. We haven't. And if it were any other show, I'd say, frankly, it's no one else's business. But we know the score with this show, and I think not only do the viewers know, but the house members know, because they've seen the show before. And not all of them say that they've seen previous seasons before, but we're sure they have, because at least some of them do. And there had to be some way that they found out about the show in the first place, right? So they get the score. They know the deal. They know that you come with a goal or some sort of a plan, and you're going to be held accountable. And that's just what it is. You know, that's one of the things I think that we've discussed before that separates this show from a lot of other reality shows. That's the way that it works. And that's how it's worked for quite some time now on Terrace House. Yeah. So he gets but, offensive. Go ahead. N- yeah, I'm sorry. It's just like, even after all of this, somehow he still gets Ami to agree to a date. Yeah. Which she was, it really, she's, I've said this every episode since we started this season. She's an enigma to me. She is so fascinating because she just, I feel like she wants to tell everyone to shut up and go in her room and just do whatever she wants to do. But when it comes to Yudai especially, I don't know where this patience is coming from from her. Like, whatever it is, it's... You had suggested that maybe there was a little bit of a weird attraction there. Or that there could have been from Ami's part. Because she says that she's a little bit intrigued by him. She notices that he treats her in kind of a strange way. But that intrigues her. And to me, that's just got bad news written all over it. So as you said, she agrees to a date with him. A non-fall date. Because she, when he lists the things that they could do... It's fall, they can see the fall leaves. She's like, I don't like any fall activities. I don't like fireworks, so uh, try something else. And this is the first really big hint that we get of him seeing a plan that he has totally fall by the wayside and him not being able to handle it well. Because he says a couple times, well, it's weird. I thought you would like that. I thought you might like that. Instead of listening to her and saying, you know what, that's okay. What do you want to do? Let's try and to be okay with his original idea not working. Because that happens in life. And we see right now he's not used to it. You know, that does not bode bode well for him in the future. Yeah. So you hit the nail on the head. I have nothing else to add. Yeah. I'm done done with I done with him. (laughs) I can't say anything else. Dude's a clown. So later on. I'm sorry. One more thing. One yeah, more yeah, thing. yeah. It's it gets even worse. Like mm-hmm. you think that you think he's hit. You think that this is the worst that it can get with him. It gets so much worse. When yeah. I was watching this episode at this point, at this point in time, I was like, "That's it. That okay? It's good. It's it's good that we found the bottom." Nope. I wasn't as convinced because it's only the fifth episode, and I'm thinking, how is it this early? If it's this much this early, there's got to be more. This is like a never-ending pit of despair, and we're just yeah. free-falling. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's a better one. <laughs> free-falling. Oh, okay. <laughs> copyright, 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 copyright. We don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued. 
So later on, we see Taka pack boxes up for his apparel brand. Yeah. So he asks the housemates if anyone is available to help. And most of them said that they can help, right? Subasa came out, and I just wanted this is probably my own little bit for our show. It's going to be called Subasa Fashion Alert because she definitely had a BBC coach jacket on. Oh, I saw that. Billionaire Boys Club. I was like, okay, I can't. I. Subasa. Oh my god! If Subasa wasn't on this show, I probably would have stopped watching. That's not true. It's just an exaggeration. But it's just like I love Subasa. She makes it a lot better. She does. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> so funnily enough, when she comes out, they talk for like a minute, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll be back later." And then we never see her again, and with help. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking she was full of shit there, but we still love her. But yeah. Ami does come out to help, and. Ami and Taka have a really good discussion, and it's kind of like a multi-layer discussion because we know that Taka has expressed interest in her before, right? We're talking yeah. to his brother, and he says that he finds her cute at the very least. And eye candy. I, I can't, his old ass saying that. <laughs> well, she's a real sight for sore eyes. <laughs> With his towel and his beard. Yeah. yeah. Man, he leans into the old man thing so well, and I just I'm I'm totally about it. <laughs> I love Taka. You identify? Yeah, I do, like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He's my spirit animal. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. So Ami's helping him with the boxes, and Ami talks to him about where he is in life, and she says to him, "You're 31. Did you know you always wanted to be a snowboarder?" He said, "Well, I wanted to be a skier, and when I was in my early 20s, I didn't really." think I was going to be at this level. And it seemed to be a gradual thing for him, which is what a lot of things are. You know, you think about anyone who is very established in their field, it doesn't happen overnight. You pick a path, you try something, and if you like it, you keep on doing it. And if you don't like it, you can either stick it out or try something else. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. And so it seemed that his words really inspired Ami because she's so young. She's 20. And... She's kind of had some pressure, mostly from herself, about not taking modeling more seriously or not really knowing about what kind of work she would want to do if she doesn't want to pursue modeling more seriously. And I think in hearing Taka's words, I think that motivated her to say, hey, it's okay if I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. So the talk really seemed to help. Yeah, it was definitely resonating with her, especially his line about, you can't be 100% all the time. Mm, mm-hmm. That's why he takes life at about 80. Yeah. This show has a lot of quotables, and I feel like that was one. Taka, Taka does say some pretty good stuff from time to time. Have you heard that thing they say that you should only eat until you're like 80% full? Yeah. I think that's pretty good advice. I've been trying to yeah. think about that more. Mm-hmm. But then the other 20% is like, hey, I'm still here. And I'm like, okay, I see You're it. Like, and right, then I let me get some hog and does. Right, done, done. <laughs> some Ben and Jerry's. That's, the best. That, that's, that's the best. a well-rounded meal right there. <laughs> you, you need that 20% for dessert. 80 per, 80% meal, 20% dessert. It's a good way to live. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we see Shion and Tsubasa go to the foot bath. It looks like it's in the middle of the city. It looked like it was a really isolated part of the greater city. Mm-hmm. Like an oasis in a desert. 
and they're talking a little bit and Shion says, you know, you're not really around a whole lot and it'd be nice to see more of you. He really starts to put the moves on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was, really ramped it up here. Yeah. It, it, the, the curve just keeps going up and up and up and yeah. I'm all for it. Me too. Me too. I think I've accepted that Taka and Tsubasa, Tsubaka? Tsubaka. Could, could that good. work? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> but Damn it's too it, late no. because they're not a yeah, thing. Wait, no. You, you know what? Fuck Shion, man. That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Portmanteau is more worth than their happiness. Yeah. More happiness. I agree, but unfortunately, it's too little too late because that ship seems like it has sailed way off into the ocean because Shion and Tsubasa really, really seem to have potential here. It it does seem like potential, but it's really, right now, it's just coming from Shion. And I can't really gauge it because, like, Shion is on the attack most of the time and Subasa is only seems to receive it well but doesn't give much back yet I agree with you but I don't really see not that you're saying that it's a problem but it seems kind of natural to me because mm-hmm. I think that happens sometimes or maybe even oftentimes where you have someone who was more of the aggressor or the pursuer Mm -hmm. and not that the other person's sitting there waiting like some victorian era maiden waiting like oh mr pewter schmidt you must come to my house with 20 doves and a bushel of apples before you take my hand you know it's not like that (laughs) i got that from family guy i was trying to think of like a very waspy name um <laughs> so not that the other person is like that, but it's balance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In most relationships I think you'll find balance. Like I'm sure, you know, with you and your girlfriend and with me and, you know, women that I've dated in the past, there's a balance there. And if you're too similar in terms of that, it might not work out. Sure yeah. it might, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, no no, I totally agree. And we we do find out later that while they were driving together. Subasa says that she's not one to open up. I think that's at the footbath because then I think that leads Shion into his masterful line where he says, I'll wait for you to open your heart. Yeah. Right? Which was I, such a yeah, canned yeah. Where, line. Where, but wherever I it. it was. But it's <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, no, I, I did too. <laughs> yeah. I did. And Shion is definitely very smooth. Yeah. And, you know, I hate to bring it back to the kid. The, the kid, child. He doesn't even get a name anymore. Yeah, that's fine. It's 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 the same thing that happened with Makoto, man. I have the worst luck with investments in this show. The thing that I say about this show is that you get more out of the show if you invest your feelings into somebody when you first see them. Like, oh, you know what? I like that person. I'm a hope for the best and like for in love and and whatever they're trying to do. I hope they get it. You picked the wrong mutual fund, Felix. I, I did. Poor boy. Poor boy. Sad. Luckily, sad. Luckily, this ends with Yudai not in the shot at all because we see Tsubaka, and it's okay to use it for a friendship because no, they seem not. to be. Uh, <laughs> I'm banning it. I uh, know, no. even though that's like the greatest portmanteau overruled since overruled. since Marmon. Over. <laughs> I forgot about that. That sounds like a oh yeah. 
Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so they're talking in the kitchen, and they're talking just as friends, so I've accepted that it's dead. And Tsubasa says that she had a good time with Shion, and she asks Taka about any interest that he might have. And he does a whole lot of asserting and then backpedaling because he mentions that he thinks Ami's cute, but he doesn't know. But she's still cute, but she's like a little sister. She's cute in a little sister way. And I felt like he he didn't want to be totally honest with either himself or with Tsubasa. Yeah. You know, it was kind of weird to hear him I so, think sort he's of go hesitating. back and forth. He's hesitating on the age difference. Yeah, which is a definite concern. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, it, you know, if she's down, I mean, she'd, yeah, why not give it a shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, mercifully, or maybe not because of what's coming up, we go into episode six. So, episode six starts off, we see Ami taking a definitive step in her career, right? She goes to see her manager, and it seems like she has indicated, yes, I want to try to give modeling a shot now. And while she's there, she also talks to him about some of the boys in the house. She says that Yudai annoys her and that Taka gave her some pretty good advice that she seems to be following. So let's hope she can continue on this good path. And then we see the boys back at the house, so they talk about work a little bit. And Yudai says that he's going to ask Ami out. And he says that when he tried to, they talked about doing something fun and athletic. Yeah. Right, and they talk about it a little more, and Shion says, hey, but you don't know how to drive yet, and Yudai says, eh, no, not really, so then he says that he's going to give Ami some driving lessons, which is a little, it's not bad, but to ask someone out and then say, oh, can you drive, like, maybe you could say, oh, what if we rode bikes, what if we even catch a taxi or something? Yeah, he didn't put much research into this, did he? <laughs> no, no. After this, Yudai is at work. We see him. It's his first day for the place that he almost forgot the name of. <laughs> that was... Oh, man. We expect no less from our best friend. So That was, that was, a, good, that was a good one. That was, a, that was a solid. Yeah. That was a solid one. He does some dishes. Nothing too crazy here. And... Later on, we see Tsubasa and Shion talk, and she says that she's been with the Fairies, her ice hockey team, for 14 years. Holy God. That's so long. I mean, they must have a junior division because she's not that old. Are you no, telling me no, she's been she's with not. the team since she was like 10 years old? Yeah. Nuts. Maybe training with them? Like they, maybe that training camps or something. Yeah, that definitely took me back also. I hope so, because if not, it's... Man... Imagine, like, a 17-year-old playing with a 9-year-old. Like, it's... You, you gotta watch out, you know? That's yeah. that's dangerous, man. And they continue, well, mostly from Shion, as we discussed, but Tsubasa seems very receptive. And actually, she kind of gives it back a little bit here because Shion says, I really want to see you play. And she says, yeah, I'd really like you to come watch me. And he says, okay, I'll make some reservations afterwards. A very smooth way. Victory. Yeah. So he's encouraging her and... Letting her know that he wants to take her out. Yeah. He gets a lot done. He's, he's, he does. He, he's quick. He's efficient. Uh, it's natural with him. You know, yeah. it's like a master class. And just like being <laughs> respectful but assertive. Yeah. And direct, you know. Rad. Respectful, assertive, direct. Trademark. 
Jim and Felix do not steal. (laughs) The thing, and what I was saying before with Subasa didn't at first seem to be receptive or to give back um, to Xion's moves. She didn't do much in the sense of responding to this, but she definitely lit up. And that was really good. I think Xion was like, I nailed it. That was a way of telling Xion, like, good job. I think he walked away from that feeling pretty good, too. Yeah, it was a good move. It was a great move. Xion teaches Ami how to drive, which I didn't really get because she mentioned that she had to get her license. So I assume maybe it's a junior license or maybe they call their permit a license because she really didn't seem sure at all about what she was doing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was, I mean, first time in the car unsure yeah and he's showing her the ropes a little bit and ami expresses some hesitation about going on this date with yudai she's afraid that he's gonna ramble on about himself and it's gonna make her kind of nervous and uncomfortable so Xion hints that he's going to talk to yudai and do a little bit of that coaching that we discussed from episode five yeah and I alluded to this earlier, but this is straight from Ami. She specifically said, I need to focus on driving because I'm not comfortable driving. And we all know Yudai. He'll keep talking and talking. I need him to not do that. And we'll see later if that worked or not. Because, you know, he's the kind of guy who would go, oh, are you nervous? Oh, are you scared? Are you nervous? It's getting dark. Are you nervous? Oh, no. What's going on? And that that does wonders for someone who's already nervous, right? Yeah. It makes it 20 times worse, man. What a clown. God. Once they get back, we see the boys talking, and Shion says that Ami did well. And surprise, surprise, they quickly go back in on Yudai because they're trying to talk to him about asking questions. About taking the lead but showing interest, which is the opposite of what he's been doing with anyone. And he doesn't quite get it, and he refers to himself as a puppy once again. He says, well, that's the image that I project. And Shin and Taka look at each other more than a few times because they feel like they think that Yudai is totally hopeless, which I'm convinced he is as well. What exactly happened when that look, I know that that quick shot of them looking at each other... That punched me directly in the heart, (laughs) that look, when I was watching it. I felt like somebody just shurikened my heart right (laughs) out of my body. (laughs) Because what happened was that Xion was trying to coach him and give him advice on how he should approach. And we've seen how he works and that he's well qualified to give this type of advice, I think. Especially because he was talking to Ami. And, and, and Xion is... I'm happy that Xion's still trying to work with Yudai. At least someone is not totally given up on him just yet. But when he said, like, oh, you need to feel her out and go with the flow with her. That's just how she is. And he... I think Yudai was like, oh, like, maybe I should tell a joke or something. And then that's when... The the uh, Taka and Shion look at each other, <laughs> and at that at that point they're just like, I we can't get through th- through to him. 
we're explicitly telling him things and, and he's just he's it's just going out it's going in one ear and out the other I don't know what his thought process is like where he feels like he has to take advice or criticism that's given to him and it's not even him trying to interpret it he's trying to rephrase it that's a sense that I get like if someone's giving you advice for something on which you're totally clueless you can take that advice and plan it directly in your head you're driving on this road make sure you take the third right just listen to that Just follow those rules. Don't say, well, what if I made a second right, but then I made a left, and then I made the right? What if I did that? That's what Udai would say. And you just got to say, no, man. Just listen to me. Don't try to interpret it. Don't put your Udai spin on it. Just listen to me. Just (laughs) do it. That wouldn't even get to that point because you know Udai wouldn't even attempt to get a driver's license. That's right. (laughs) He needs to be that tiny puppy. He needs to be that puppy, you know, with what with like rich people when they have a puppy and they put him in a carriage <laughs> that's his dream that's and, his dream and you look in the carriage and they go oh, it's a cute baby oh it's a dog okay <laughs> still cute doggy. but unexpected yeah yeah, uh, yeah it just kind of throw you for a loop so Taka and Shion have no hope for him at this point and they talk about it a little bit when they're packing some more boxes for Taka's apparel Le- yeah. later on we see Ami and Tsubasa training Tsubasa's given her a little bit of a training thing it's a pretty normal scene, I think. The one thing that I just did want to point out very quickly is that I don't think I could work out with the whole camera crew. Yeah, no, neither can I. I really thought about that. Especially, like, running. Like, I'd be, like, hyper-conscious of my form. And, like, I would definitely trip off the treadmill and <laughs> yeah. break all my teeth. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. I, I would I'd be, like you said, hyper-aware about everything and overthink everything to the point of injuring myself. <laughs> uh they get back from the training, and we get the snowfall. We get the first snow of the season, which wasn't a lot. And I think maybe being from Philly, we're used to two feet of snow every winter, right? Mm-hmm. It was barely snowing, and they're going out there talking about building an igloo. I'm like, y- you're not even close, guys. <laughs> Slow your roll, please. Yeah. Not even close. Like, come on, you're you're, you're you're picking you're picking this apart when we're supposed to enjoy the happy scenes that we actually can get in these episodes because we i've been so negative up to this point but this scene was super like fun and i enjoyed it just them throwing snowballs at each other making the little snowman uh yeah it was just super cute it was cute i did like the snowball thing because i was it shion who made the first one or no it was taka yeah so taka hit shion very lightly Shion made one and hit Tsubasa lightly. Tsubasa makes one and fires it like Randy yeah. Johnson right at <laughs> yeah, Shion, like 100 right. miles an hour. I was like, there's that cannon. Yeah. That I love this hilarious. girl, man. Yeah. Love her. And then I, I found it hilarious how Shion slid across the floor <laughs> while Mizuki was trying to take a picture of her feet or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's what that was. I have no idea. She had her phone out there. No, she was just sense. looking at the ground. I was just <laughs> thinking she was trying to make an Instagram post or something. That's and she, great. She just comes flying like he's like sliding into home. Now that makes sense because she said something like, "Oh, you messed it up," or "Oh, why did you do that?" So that dude, that makes perfect. It was yeah, it was probably an Instagram photo. That's like if you go to eat with someone and just as you're taking a picture of their food, you put your hand in their food and you mess it up and you smear it all around. 
I have to think about doing that more often. No. <laughs> Just don't I'll do it to you this. Yeah. All right. I don't take pictures. Of my... Well, hold on. Mm, Sometimes don't do. say that because you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But let's not get too distracted because next day we have date day. We have the faded date. Finally. And I wrote a lot of this in caps in my notes because that's the only way I could, I could express myself. So they're already talking about cutting the date short because <laughs> <laughs> Ami says it, if the road freezes it might be kind of far which honestly we're laughing because it's it's valid but it's also funny so someone who we just saw not be able to really put the car in reverse driving after it had just snowed the night before driving going an, an hour. hour an hour that's that's a long time especially if you're a new driver yeah and you die says, oh, so you don't want to go? And she's like, well, no, but when I really think she wanted to say, yeah, I don't want to go. But she's not really good at being super direct with, especially with you die. And I wish she would just tell him to just fuck off. She still doesn't get him. It's everybody else figured him out. I think Ami has yet to. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, that's a mystery to me, but we'll get some more light shed soon enough. So they start out. So she's driving, and she's quickly like, you know what? It's cold. I don't I don't know. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do this. And Yudai's like, oh, okay. So here we go again with him, and he has this idea. He has a plan. It's not going to happen the way he wants it to. And he's upset, and I understand being a little bit upset and frustrated. So as of right now, I feel like he handles it comparatively well from what we've seen him do before. It's not great. I I don't know. I, I can't give... I'm done trying to excuse him and excuse his actions. Yeah. I think that when you had... When this whole date hinged on her ability to drive an hour away in bad weather, mm-hmm. you should have had a backup plan. Go outside, like, just for a walk or you know bird watch or there i don't know what's directly in that neighborhood there isn't like a coffee shop or something local that you could have done because i you know i'm pretty sure she could have driven probably like 15 minutes to the closest coffee shop or restaurant or yeah you did not have to go an hour away a first date is important but I don't think there's a big level of planning that has to go into them in general because you want to get to know the person. And if you're doing an activity, like especially an intense activity, it might make for a good bonding experience, but you don't even know if you're capable of bonding with the person. Because at that point, you're just two people doing something together, but you don't know if it's going to be a good memory, a shared connection. And so I think something more low-key, like you said, a coffee shop in the area, a restaurant in the area, that's more appropriate. I think that they're typical first dates for that reason, specifically. So they do go out to eat, though, right? They go to the bagel place and you die. God bless him. He was trying to tell her about the burger (laughs) bagels. And he's like, so have you heard of it? Yeah, so it's like a burger, but it's a bagel. It's a burger bagel. Should I explain that again? And she's like, Let, let's just go in. And she says that. I'm not, I'm not embellishing here. She just says that. He's trying to explain it. And she's like, shut up. Come on. Well, she didn't say shut up, but she says, let's just go in. 
So they go in, she <laughs> wolfs it down in like 30 seconds. He's like, oh, are you rushing me? So he can pick up on some cues sometimes, which he does here. And she's like, yeah, I am trying to rush you. <laughs> For some reason, they go to the athletic place anyway, but they don't do anything. They just go to check it out, which I didn't get. So it just was empty, very wasn't bizarre. it? <laughs> it was totally empty. <laughs> it was like deserted. No with, one like, was snow there. And everything. <laughs> Even if they wanted to do something, usually there's maybe like a like a guide or a park ranger, or maybe someone who works there who says, "Hey, we're closed." But there wasn't even that. They had to go and just see it totally barren, <laughs> and they got their asses back in the car and drove an hour back to Karuizawa. So that's what happened on that date. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> There's nothing else to that. Yeah, that wasn't a condensed version or anything. That was exactly <laughs> what happened. That was it. Oh, and also to mention, yeah, he talked to her the entire time while she was driving. Yep, he sure did. <laughs> That's our boy. Uh, we raised him right, Felix. Oh, God. They get back to the house, and this really confused me because... I didn't really know that something bad was happening. I blamed the production crew and the camera crew because to me it was a scene of four housemates making dinner. And sometimes you're quiet. I'm sure when you cook with your girlfriend, when I cook with people, you're not always talking. Maybe you're focused on cutting the vegetables or making sure you're timing something. So it didn't really seem like it was that bad to me. But it ended on a really weird note, and they, they seem to imply that Yudai really didn't like the vibe. Like, he was having a bad time either at the end of the date or once they got back to the house, and we really don't know exactly what happened here. Yeah. So it ends, he, yeah. He was, at, he was reacting like a child, I think. Oh, he, he was just ignoring yeah. everybody and just ruining the entire mood. Of the sacred dining room. Crazy. It is sacred. It is a very sacred place. It's an important place. Definitely in Terra's house, yeah. So this episode ends on that mystery, you know, why is Yudai so upset? And episode 7 kicks in immediately following this with some of the boys talking about why Yudai was acting as strangely as he was. And Yudai says, well, no, I felt okay but I felt like Ami didn't really have fun. And that's his reason for why he was acting so strangely. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me, Felix. You know, that, that's, that was his reasoning. To act like a fucking child. I, I Oh, God. And we get a recap from Ami mm-hmm. that we didn't catch. And, and this is what Jim was saying that we missed because I guess because the, the cameras weren't there. That, like, they agreed to, they meaning Ami and Yudai, agreed to making dinner together. So that was good, right? Like, that was, I was like, oh, man, that was, there was enough, there was more hope. There was hope. I'm surprised they even got that far. Yeah, I know. And Ami's like, well, I can't drive at night, so why don't we try to get Taka to drive us? Taka's like, oh, that's perfect. I can drive you guys to the grocery store because I had to pick up Shion from the station. So everything, everything was perfect for another chance. Like, God must have been like, you die. <laughs> this is like my last chance. I feel so bad for you. 
This is the last chance I'm going to give you. Because that was a miracle, I thought. That Ami's still willing to, to give him anything. And because Yudai was still sulking like a baby from the previous day, like he was still like, oh, she didn't like it, she didn't have fun. Even when Ami's saying she was, she did have fun, but she didn't have fun. Come on, let's be honest, right? No, there's no way she had fun. <laughs> there's no way. No yeah, way. Yeah. She, like, uh, he knocked on the window right before, like, Ami and Taka left. And he was just like, oh, do you, do you know what you're going to make or what we're going to make tonight? And and she goes like, no, I have no idea. I was just going to browse there. He, and he just goes, all right, just get me some grape juice and walks <laughs> away. That, no, no, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I don't know and why the grapefruit continued. juice thing really got to me. but <laughs> He was drinking it later. Too, yeah. Like, but, yeah, I was like, I'm like, what? I'm done chalking it up to his age and his inexperience. That's again, it's something. It's something with it. He he needs to be rewired and reprogrammed because it it's something deep with inside him. Yeah, just refuses to acknowledge what's happening around him and and to process it before mm-hmm. speaking and. He like he always needs to be in the right and all this. Like it's like what we we skipped over it real quick, but I thought it was really important when when Shion and Taka were talking about Yudai when they were packing up clothes for uh, Taka's business. They they were talking about how they can't get through to him, and they're done with it because he always makes up an excuse. That's he right. Can never be yeah. He can never be in the wrong. That's right, and. At the start of this episode, we also skipped over this, but Shion calls him out directly when Yudai says, you know, the day didn't go that well. I felt like Ami didn't have a good time. Shion says, you can't sulk when things don't go your way. He says that's not very manly, which I didn't really like, because that's true of anyone. I don't care yeah. how you identify yeah, yeah, man, yeah. woman, in between, or whatever the hell you identify as. I was definitely going to say something. You know, I don't care. That's just being a person, and that's something that, again, no matter what your identity is, you should be able to adhere to. That's, a, I think, a basic part of a mature person in, in any society. Things don't work out the way you want them to. Okay, that happens a lot, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, no, definitely. And if you sulk about it like that, you're going to have a hard time living and existing. Go And also... Another example of him just making excuses, they asked him, they just sat him down and I think they were all fed up and they were, they asked, why didn't you go with Taka and Ami? And he said, oh, the car can only fit so many people. So, and Xion just immediately said five people. That's how many it can fit. <laughs> five people. He's good at and, calling him out directly. Yeah. And that's why like, oh. Yeah, he would. People would just—they genuinely want to help him, but he—he's just—it's just not getting through to him. Yeah, we're not going to see it at least on his time here in the house. Maybe next year or even now, because at this point, it's I don't, I don't been about a that, year. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't care. I don't care. He could just be off in the mountain somewhere, and it's fine. Ami goes to the train station. To pick up her friends. And this is the army. This is the army that I love. And when she was with 
her friend the pirate and the other one and they were talking <laughs> she was so lively and it, was it the same friend no right i have no idea none of them had eye patches i was actually looking out for you i couldn't tell I was trying to say, I was like, I forget what her other eye looked like, because that was just such a, you know, her left eye was whatever, but her right eye was the one that I was interested in. So this might be some different... Robotic eye. (laughs) So this might be a different group of friends. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But we see her in all of her glory, and she's lively and engaging and outgoing, and they go out to eat once she picks them up from the station. She says to them, you know... I talked to the snowboarder a little bit. He gave me some good advice, the 31-year-old. But with you, die, I'm over it. I don't really care. And her friends say, yeah, this is kind of like your thing. So they, they hint that this is a pattern for her. But even if it weren't a pattern for her, I think she would have been justified with saying, listen, I want nothing to do with you, die anymore. It just seems to make sense. When she gets back from hanging out with her friends, she talks to Mizuki, and it's a rehash of what she was saying with her friends. She seems to be opening up, not just with Mizuki, but with Tsubasa as well. So that's something that I do have to say. I have to give her more credit as far as her being in the house goes, because I said she's a bit more quiet in the house, which is still true, but she seems like she's really getting along with the other girls. And not just getting along, but bonding as well, which is nice to see. After they talk, Taka and Yudai talk, and again, it's a rehash, but from Taka now, telling Yudai, listen, you can't pout if things don't go your way. That's just not the way to conduct yourself in life, whether it's with a relationship or with a job or with family, whatever the case may be. You can't do that. So as you said, Shion was kind of like a senpai where he's that elder brother figure, and that's what we had said about Taka at first, but Shion really took that over these past couple episodes but here's Taka again giving very similar advice and it's good advice and Yudai would do well to listen but we know he's not going to so why am I wasting my breath even saying this it's not going to matter Felix it doesn't matter with him mm-hmm. that's it that's it at this point I can't wait until he leaves the house because I know he's not going to change I'm really just getting I, sick I was of done him. with him like on episode five I'm getting sick of him I'm getting sick of him that being said I do like this next scene with his mom. Yeah. And I'm conflicted I, about this. Yeah, I I don't know. This explained a lot. I not explained a lot. It gave a proper background to Yudai. Where it's just like, oh, no wonder you suck. It's, yeah, like just the way he was carrying himself with his own mom. It was just incredible to see. By incredible, I mean horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And it really made me think about what it must have been like for him growing up. Because I don't know if his parents are together anymore. I get the sense that they're not. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, do you want to mention really quick his apology after the Taka? Sure, to, to So to after Taka, Taka or... No, no, no. So Taka was, when you, you were just explaining with Taka and Yudai, he was trying to get through him and he's just like, all right, I can't do anything. And the, I think the reason why he's done is because Yudai was like, all right, I should apologize to Ami for acting that way that I did. And he's like, oh, should I go there now? And Taka's like, mm, no, you shouldn't. It, this just happened. Oh, you should let yeah. It, you, sh- you should let it breathe a little bit. Yep. And Yudai was just like, yeah, but... She's like right in the playroom and I could just do it now. 
And Doc comes oh. like, ah, maybe you really shouldn't. And and Yudai, being Yudai, pulls a Yudai <laughs> and goes in while Mizuki and Ami are watching TV. And he goes in with Taka too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think doesn't Taka come in? Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter because he tries to do like some half-ass apology and Ami was like, nope. <laughs> Mizuki was like, nope. And they just left. And it was just Taka and Yudai in the playroom and uh, Yudai just starts crying. <laughs> and Yudai is so sure of himself after that scene because Taka goes, well, that didn't work. And Yudai goes, well, I think it was pretty clear how I felt. And I'm thinking, what do you mean it's clear? You didn't you didn't say two words. Yeah. You went in there, you... Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Did he not say anything? I don't think so, because this is when he cried a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I thought he apologized. I thought that's when he was going to... Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I think they get in there... And then Mizuki says, so it's when Taka and Yudai go in, and it's radio silence. And Mizuki's on her phone, and she goes, uh, I don't know what's going on right now, so I'm going to go yeah, take yeah. a bath. And she gets yeah. up, and Ami doesn't say two words, and gets up, and just leaves. She doesn't say, I'm going to join her, That's I'm hungry, I'm, I'm going to bed. Nothing. Nothing. And Taka says, that felt, and Yudai says, yeah, but no, it really didn't, because I think she got it. I was like, "You no, no, she didn't get it. She's like, well... Or, I'm sorry, he, meaning Yudai, says, well, the fact that I showed up makes it very clear where I stand. My stance is clear. I'm showing her that I'm willing to meet her halfway, so it's fine. And I don't know what planet he's on, plain and simple. And then he does the finger cry. I didn't get it, because he was kind of tearing up, and I thought he was going to cry. Then he didn't. But then it seemed like he was. He had the finger thing, and I've never seen that before in my life. But, uh, <laughs> hey, the, there's a first time for everything, right, Felix? <laughs> I guess. I don't think that's where you're supposed to use that saying. Yeah, I but guess not. fast forwarding again to with Yudai's mom. Mm-hmm. His mom seemed to have just given up on him. Yeah. Right? Yes. He. he yeah. He just... The, the way... So their conversation went as such. Yudai was basically complaining about the house and how he's not, he's, it's such a struggle for him. And at every comment, his mom had something to say. And like, so he would say like, it's such a struggle to live at this house. And she said, well, you were complaining that you're lonely. And now that you're living in a house with friends, you're, you know, that what, what's now you're complaining about that too. And then he's just, well, I know that they're going to say something when I get back. And, you know, I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't want it. I hate it. I just want to run away. And she says, you've been running away all your life. Uh-huh. And he's just like, oh, yeah, but, and like, oh, my God. Like, he just won't accept that he sucks. And, like, he just, he wants somebody to excuse his actions for him. If he... He's he's done trying to find excuses for himself. Now he needs to have his mom make excuses for him. To give him that one, like, oh, it's okay, babe. You can try, you know, uh, 
next time on Terrace House. Or like, you know, she wants she he wants her to say like something that would comfort him and make him make him feel that he was in the right or what he's doing is right. And I wanted to reach through my screen and just slam his head down on that table because that was that was bad. He's incredibly dense and his mom was not at all like I thought she was going to be. Partly because, well, not partly, but mostly because of his age. Because, as you said, it seems like his mom is pretty much done with him as well. And for a 19-year-old to be talked to like that from one of your parents, if your parent, if one of them isn't an enabler for that type of behavior, and it seems like his mom is certainly not an enabler for you, Dai, I'd asked you earlier if you thought his parents were together because I think his dad probably enables this type of behavior from him. I think his dad probably didn't challenge him at all. Because if his mom isn't really willing to put up with his shit, and he talks about his dad's credit card, I kind of put two and two together there and thought... Number one, his parents are, are probably split up. Not saying anything about the children of divorced parents. I'm just saying that it. You get the sense from meeting his mom because she really, she, you know, she didn't coddle him. She wasn't saying, "Oh, it's okay, honey. They're all mean in Terrace House anyway." Yeah, that's... Had she said that, I would say, "Oh, well, I get why he's that way now, right?" Yeah. But it's not his mom, so it's his dad. And earlier again, mentioning spending his dad's money or using his dad's credit card. Excuse me. His dad is probably just saying, okay, here, you can go ahead. And probably didn't do much in the way of trying to turn him into a mature young man. He probably just gave him whatever he wanted. He probably didn't challenge him or encourage to seek out challenges in life or teach him the importance of trying to stick through things and trying to teach him that sometimes things that you want are not easily had and that things take time and work. And you have to put the work in to get what you want. Most of the time. His dad, I I would bet money that his dad didn't do any of that. Which is why he is the way he is. And his mom probably saw it happening but thought, "Eh, I'm going to try. But maybe the damage had been done already. And that's why he is the way he is. Just a thought. I don't mean to get all Mari Povich on us, but just a thought I had. No, I know that's a lot to infer from, from just one scene. And also him having his dad's credit card uh but i think that could answer a lot of questions also i'm a detective for hire felix (laughs) i call it like i see it after this terrible scene we have shion and subasa playing basketball he can dunk he can dunk i was like man we got Shaq over here like blocking (laughs) subasa dunking yeah i love that that. i love that he didn't take it easy on her and be like, oh, you made it past me. <laughs> he definitely stuffed the shit out of her during the first layup attempt. Even when they're walking into the gym, he says, I'm going to wreck you. And I thought, oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, 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 buddy. Yeah, yeah. Can you still be I, suave like this? But <laughs> it seemed to not really be an issue. Because I think the reason why he said that is, one, because you know, we don't know for sure. But everything that we know of him so far... And he's just a person on the show, so we don't know what he's actually like. But because he has a very easy way about him, and because Tsubasa is a competitor, yeah, I'm sure she appreciates that. 
I think he read her perfectly. Because for someone who's been playing competitive sports for probably most of her life, she probably could have noticed, oh, he's taking it easy on me. And I don't think she would have liked that. She's just not that type of person. Somebody who's striving to be on a national team for hockey definitely would sense that sense it and then also hate it. And good on Shion for, for noticing that and just just going hard. <laughs> yeah, he gets it, man. He shows yeah, no but, mercy. And I think and Subasa was taking it too. Like she was like laughing it off and saying, like, come on, you can't do that. But like in a playful way. Yeah. And then eventually then she she gets one on him and then he's just like, Oh, I didn't see that. It was it was good. I, this this ship is proving to be a very strong one. This and is good, man. It's giving me hope for this show. If Tsubaka can't happen, I'm glad this can. <laughs> yeah. It's on a good path so far. And they end their date by Shion saying that they should go to the temple to pray for her victory in her upcoming hockey game. So maybe not quite a full date, but maybe an activity of sorts. Either way, it's an outing. It's a mutual outing. That's a very clinical way to define a date, even though (laughs) I guess maybe I should just call it a date because that's what it seems like it might be. They get back and there's a little bit of stretching and there's a little bit of stretching, but a lot of sexual tension there, which Xion comments on at the end. Jumping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. Xion says that she's so sexy when she stretches and he's really letting Taka know that he's feeling her. 100%. And... Ami and Taka go to get some snowboarding gear. Nothing really stands out here. Ami kind of dresses up for him a little bit. And I think Yudai definitely... They kept on cutting to Yudai. He looked totally lost. I think he saw his dreams being dashed on the sidewalk. He's probably thinking about, like, can can my grandma fill my paperwork to leave? Yeah. He's like, hmm, do I have her number? Is it saved in my phone? Probably not, because I'm Yudai... Later on, we see Shion and Mizuki, who hasn't really been doing a whole lot aside from telling Yudai that he's a worthless guy. And she gets a mysterious text, or not so mysterious, depending on how you look at it, from her ex. Just a simple, hey, what's up? One of those types of messages. And she says she's confused by it, but Shion seems to allude that maybe he's just horny as hell. And he yeah. wants to, you know, shoot his shot again. You know, he, you know, he got the rebound. He's going to try to put it up again. He, he dumped her. Yeah. He dumped Mizuki, and then because he met another girl. Yeah. That's, and then he's coming back. I, I was, God, we have enough dirt balls on this, on this show already. We don't need another one. And I just, come on, man, is that incorrect to read it like that? No, I don't think so. I mean, if if someone said, oh, my ex just texted me, there are very few cases where a, hey, I hope you're doing well, period, is just that. Yeah. If you want to try to reconcile and date them again, you could probably be a bit more forward with that. If you want to maybe try to be friends with them, you can say, hey, I am sorry for what happened. I'm going to be here and you can even say, like, just as for... But even some people, you know, might not believe that. So it just depends. But if that's all all you say, I'm going to assume that you have ulterior motives. 
Yeah, I don't. It's just the fact that he dumped her because he found somebody else, and then now he's coming back. She don't, I think, hit it. He said that, oh, probably didn't work out with that girl. Now mm-hmm. he's just trying to get back with you. Yeah. I think that's sleazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah, but we'll see. If he comes to the house and he meets you, die, maybe they'll have some fun together. Wouldn't that be terrible? <laughs> Would be. Oh, God. I mean, it'd be fun, but terrible. You know? Yeah. All right, man, we got these three done, and uh, Udai needs to leave, like, by the end of our next episode, or else we're going to have to have no, to find he, a new co-host of, at I'm the beginning. Sorry, in the beginning. At the beginning. He just needs to, the intro needs to play, and then he just needs to be, like, all his stuff needs to be blurred out, and then he just, the new member comes in. Because you know how I'd they always have that. the goodbye, like, you know, like, the, you know, sad goodbye and everything. Yeah. No, he doesn't deserve one. No, no, it, it's, oh, man. I've never like turned on someone this quickly because it's 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 been all downhill. Yeah. Not Sean no, was it, up it, and down from in yeah. the city, but he's uh you know, I was like, Oh, he's young, he's young, and now I'm just like, ah, fuck him. And the thing with Makoto, like that was pretty short, right? And there wasn't this long of a string of episodes where I we figured him out pretty heavy and I my hopes didn't get so much so high for him yeah he was good and, maybe the first six episodes and then i think it was like yeah, episode seven through the story 10 where he like was... like i said resonated with me and everything Ugh. and and immediately just like all right he's a piece of shit right he quickly so. turned into sleazeball mcgee but then he also left yeah right away whereas you has just been on the slight downhill and now it's a severe downhill you know you know in cartoons when they show stock or the the investment and it's just like the the stock going up and down up and down yeah and then it just goes through the floor yeah <laughs> like off the graph into the floor yeah. that's what's been happening but it's all been downhill there's been no up for you die it may be plateaued like uh oh, maybe maybe he's young nope crashes right through the x-axis it's a little math for you people out there <laughs> jim this the math wizard the wizard of math all right <laughs> we need to we need, we need to call it i'm done all right so housekeeping i'll keep i'll make it quick uh visit welcome to taurushouse.com that will link you to our simplecast website where you can find our fa- facebook and twitter twitter <laughs> i went back to that <laughs> twitter twitter uh i've been using them now and it's really cool i talking to you guys and, and finding out what you prefer and stuff. So yeah, please give us a follow on there. Also subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, whatever your favorite podcast and listening app is that, that way you can keep up to date. And please, if you have iTunes, leave us a review, please helps our show a lot. Right, Jim. I'm still offering my tapes as a gift. If you write a review, I see <laughs> someone them right now. Yeah, I, I yeah. am. Yeah, no, that that was that was really dope, and thank you. Yes, for that. Uh, so, but please, you know, it definitely helps us out if you want. You have to send us your address so Jim can send you his a track of his help tape, his advice tapes. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So, a way you can also help us out is telling your friends. Terrace House is getting bigger and bigger, more popular. Uh, I feel like our show is a good medium for people who don't actually you know, haven't watched it yet, so they can watch along with us. Uh, and also people who are already fans of the show. I feel we give some pretty good insight into 
the show that some people may miss. So, yeah. We are all knowing and all seeing. I don't know about all that. (laughs) Well, I do. I know about you. (laughs) Oh, God. If we were all knowing and all seeing, I would have known not to put my hopes as high as I did with this demon child. That's his his new name. I'm not mentioning him anymore by... The boy. The the boy or the demon child. (laughs) Oh, Jim, just spare. Spare us all. All right, yeah. Yeah, this has got to end. All right, folks, you just listened to episode 23 of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 5 through 7 of Opening New Doors. Please join us next week for episode 24, where you will get a lot of awesome content and hopefully a lot less you die. We'll see how that goes. Thank you, as always, for listening. Until next time, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.